You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 109 of BNI, the Australian story. I am here uh, with our executive director in Melbourne South, Mr. Brent Edwards, and of course, another guest uh, with a fantastic story, and of course, our podcast producer, Steve, on the line also. Welcome, Brent. Hi, V. Hi, everyone. And uh, great to be coming to you from Melbourne, Victoria, on the morning to Peninsula today. And um, yeah, busy first half of the year continues for us, but uh, we have got a great guest on from Brisbane to talk about today to uh, to continue on our podcast. Well, I think we're just so lucky at the moment. Um, I was talking this morning about one of our core values being tradition and innovation. Now, I am in my car, safely parked, doing this podcast today. And, you know, although the pandemic had its challenges, it taught us that we are not limited by borders and we're certainly not limited uh, by not being able to be in the same room with each other. And isn't it fantastic? We've got guests that visit us from all over Australia and we get to share all the Australian stories through this podcast. So I just think it's amazing that we get to do this and I get to do it from my car today. Yeah, well, we were just asking if Tesla's got a podcast mode. Uh, <laughs> well, it well. But it has got a safe driving mode and I think that's why it stopped me from seeing you, but apparently you can see me. So yeah, driving a laptop is very safe. So um, before we get on to our guest, too, V, I want to talk about a big event we've got coming up in in April, and that's the BNI Australia Conference uh, over in Perth. So um, that is on the uh, 28th of April, uh, and there's a Members' Day and there's a DNA Team Day the day after as well. So uh, look up for the socials. It's been promoted on the socials. It's been promoted through your local executive director as well. We'd love to see... Uh, many people here because as you know from attending last year's V it's a great opportunity to connect with people you wouldn't normally connect with in the BNI world and a great chance to get some knowledge and and some ways to actually build your business through the speakers and the like we had through there. Look that um, that is a given but I think one of the things that it really helps with and it certainly has helped from, with me is that if you're someone who tends not to step out of your own business or your own needs of your own business because you don't think you've got the time or the money or the resources to do things like this. It's really going to challenge you for the first five minutes until you book your ticket and pay for the ticket. But then once you get there, you're going to forget all about the fact that you didn't have the time or the money and the resources. You are going to be absolutely embracing the opportunity to do business with your biggest client. And that is not your chapter but that is BNI on a national Australian level. So you've got every reason in the world to do it, but you're probably just putting your own thoughts in front of it. I say just do it. Just book the ticket. And if you can, get there. Work around your challenges and just try and get there. You'll never, ever look back. It is a great experience. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much Perth has changed in three years because uh, I haven't been there since, say, the big lockout. They locked us out a few years ago. So, uh, and the venue where it's at is at Crown, which is a uh, which is a fantastic precinct there. 
um, beautiful hotel, great uh, place to actually have it. So looking forward to catching up with everyone there. April the 28th at Crown Towers, BNI Australian National Conference. And we're also uh, thankful that this podcast is brought to you by BNI Australia as well. So, what I do you think, B? I forgot. We get on to our guest. Yes, please. I'm excited. Even though we've got sunny in Melbourne today, um, all the way from Brisbane, it's got to be sunny up there too, surely. Yes. So um, I'd like to welcome to BNI the Australian Story podcast today, Tanya Williams, and her business is Digital Conversations. And uh, she holds a marketing category in her chapter. So welcome, Tanya, to BNI the Australian Story podcast. Hey, guys. It's it's uh, great to be on here. Welcome. Yeah. Now, uh, you are, I've seen from your, uh, you are a podcasting professional yourself too, so um, you, you'll be uh, you'll be shocked to see how disorganised we are, but uh, <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> I'm all joking, we do all right. Um, so um, what chapter are you a part of, Tanya? I am in B2B, which is in Brisbane Central. Brisbane Central, excellent. And how long have you been in BNI? I'm pretty new to BNI. I've only been a member for a year. So, uh, yeah, pretty new to the whole uh, BNI experience. Now, you knew about BNI previously, but you didn't have a really great experience. Can you tell us about that? Because that's okay. <laughs> uh, we know not everyone has a great experience at yeah, the first time. You might, you might regret asking that question. But... Not really. It's not my region. <laughs> I um, yeah. Look, I had, had been to a few um, BNI uh, events previously that I'd been invited to and, and didn't have the best experience and um, always said I will never, ever join BNI. It's not my thing. Uh, but luckily enough, I had a, a very good friend um, ask me along last year to the B2B chapter and said, look, we've got a great chapter. We've really got great people. It's different. You know, we're, we're, you know, we sort of go with the flow a bit more and and so forth. And um, said, look, come along, not to one of the visitor days, but one of our normal meetings. So you really get a sense for what it's about, how it works. And um, I went, okay, I'll come along. I'm going to have an open mind with it. And that's what I did. And there was just really lovely people um, in the room. And I went, you know what? I could probably hang out with these guys every week. Um, and I'd already decided that that last year I wanted to do something different um, to what I was normally, what I was typically doing as well. So I went, well, this sort of fits. It, I'm, I love the social component. I love talking to people and building relationships. And that was very much what drew me to, to B&I. Um, and that's definitely the part that I love the most. Um, and it's always good to, you know, chuck on some heels and head out every every Thursday morning for our breakfasts and and catch up and learn. It's it's a good experience. So what's really interesting, and oh, V, you want to add something here? What's really interesting is you went along to a visitor day and you thought it wasn't right for you. Yeah. But in the normal meeting, weekly meeting, you really felt a connection. And a lot of members I see will sometimes, you know, they won't invite visitors until there's a big visitor day happening. And but it's not, it's not them. You know, a lot of the time we, we're there showcasing the group, but it's not their normal meeting. It's not the normal format. It's not the normal organization. Uh, it's probably a bit busier there where people don't get to connect as they normally would as well. So in some instances, I say to members, well, when just inviting people to normal meetings, you know. It's a, yeah, you know, it was a very different experience, I must say. The vis the visitor days were were that there were there were a lot of people there. There was a lot happening. I think I felt the vibe was quite different as well compared to that normal meeting where this is what we do week in week out. And to be able to see exactly what how it runs week in week out, 
is what I needed to see as well. I, I needed to get, to get that sort of real, I want to see what's actually real and what, how this actually works. So that worked for me. I get everyone's different. So, um, but yeah, I just, I just felt like it was a lot more authentic and it was e- easier to build that connection and say, Hey, yeah, this is something that I think could work for me. So, so you're in marketing in your group uh, yeah. as a marketing, as a marketing specialist in your group, but uh, a lot of the marketing people are really focused on social media. What's the angle you actually take uh, within that group? Yeah, well, I'm crazily enough, I'm not one of these marketing people who are obsessed with social media. <laughs> a lot of the time you'll have conversations with anyone in marketing and they'll tell you you have to be on five different social, um, social media channels and you need to be doing reels and TikToks and this and jumping around like a crazy person, getting attention, all that sort of stuff. And I don't actually believe that that is the right thing for most businesses. So the space that I play in is really B2B service-based businesses. And this is really who my message is, is for and who I work most with. Um, Social media has its place for sure. So it is, but it's one piece of the marketing mix. It is one part of all these other great things that we can do. And what's happened over the years, it's people are now focusing 80% of their time on social media and putting way too much time and effort to it and and neglecting the channels that actually work for them and and have traditionally worked for them. So I'm saying, hey, it's time to flip the switch and do 80% of your marketing outside of social and maybe 20% inside of social and again with social it's like what channels are right for you as well so I do a lot of LinkedIn LinkedIn works its butt off for me um always has done so that's my focus but I very rarely do anything on I think I post once a week if I'm lucky on on Instagram or Facebook because I've got multiple businesses um because it's not a focus and I don't want to spend time and energy on something that I know that doesn't work well for me as well so as a business you need to understand where your audience is but I think we really need to change this mindset around social and where it fits in the whole marketing puzzle. Mm. And how's that been a fit and come across within your within your own B and I group getting that message? Because we we get a lot of people who just they're just obsessed by you know um, yeah. getting everything out in social media just because it's easy and it's yeah. easy to do and easy to do, like anyone can do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, obviously we've got experts in those areas which delve down uh, a, a bit deeper and. Um, yeah. Yeah, how how's that sort of come across with your with your B and I team? Yeah, look, like I, I explained to people, I'm not anti-social media. I think when I start talking about doing sales without socials, people think, oh my god, she's anti-social media, and I'm, that's not the case. Social needs to be in the right place at the right time for businesses, and that's what I focus on. So it's it's about um, yeah. So I'm not like, hey, don't do it. It's about well, what sort of business do you have, and is it right for you, and then what channel should you be on? So look, it has. Like anything, it's an education process, and and you know the guys in my channel know that hey, I'm not any social media. I'm I'm more about looking at a broader picture when it comes to the marketing piece, and also I think social is easy, but it's also lazy. We've got into this habit of going, oh, we'll just chuck a post up on social media, and we think that's the the quickest and easiest way to to you know to to be seen, and that's not always the case either. So, you know, I say to people, just be open to looking at ways that actually work. So when you're spending five hours or one hour or 15 minutes, whatever it might be on your marketing, you're actually spending it doing stuff that actually will generate a return for you. So, you know, we know in social, you can spend hours creating content and scheduling and, and, you know, commenting and all that sort of stuff. But unless it's actually generating a return, is that time well spent? So it's about just asking people those questions and going, well, you think about it from your business and your perspective, what's actually working for you? 
And if it's social, then great. How you might have a business and social works, it's it's you know it's it's butt off for you. But a lot of B two B businesses, that is not the case. Um, and giving them the permission to go, oh, I I don't actually have to live and breathe social, you know, so many hours a day or a week, and that's okay. A lot of people actually feel relieved by that because they're like, oh, I've had all these people tell me I should, I have to do ads, I have to do this, I have to do that. And they're overwhelmed by it. And I think there's a lot of people at the, at the point and they're just like, I just want simple. I just want simple, practical marketing. Yeah. And, yeah, that sort of thing. Your older members within B&I are probably happy about that too. They probably <laughs> have a, 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 um, a handle on 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 all these latest things and all the different uh, outlets and platforms you can actually use. And speaking of which, like B&I is a marketing program in itself. And this is what a lot of our members actually um, forget when they uh, forget when they do this because um, you know they come along and they they be a part of BNI and they get wrapped up in what we do and everything and they forget they're there to market their business wholly yeah. and solely and yeah. uh, and this is why we're here this is why we were a part of this as a form of marketing um, form of marketing for our business where we can actually uh, drive that and bring in referrals and when you say and people say oh oh, yeah, B&I is taking too much time and I want to do these things within B&I, but you're doing that for your business marketing. Yeah. And uh, right. and what we can find sometimes with members, they get um, they get into the social aspect of building friends within the chapter and all that sort of thing, and they forget about that wholly and solely. They're there to market their business in the first place. That's why they joined B&I, and that's why they were, they were a part of it as well. So um, how have you found your experience in your first year tenure within within BNI? Being a detractor, I'm really interested because you were a real detractor uh, <laughs> yeah, from what we do. And here you are now, 12 months in, you're on the BNI podcast. Yeah, and I've been, look, I've just renewed my membership as well. So that says a lot. But um, look, I just, I think... I had to have an open mind about it. If I if I had have carried those past negative experiences with me, it certainly would have wouldn't have been the same. But I know, you know, the 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 team we have in our chapter, our members are really great people. I can honestly say there's not one person that I don't dislike. Um, you know, everyone brings different strengths. We've got different personalities. I've found everyone to be very welcoming. Um, and everyone really does seem to be there for the right reasons in terms of helping each yeah. other. And in my experience, if I needed help with something, I can pick up a phone and ask someone a question or, you know, before the meeting or whatever, going, I've got this problem. Has anyone experienced this? We've got a Slack group that we communicate on. Everyone's really open um, to that as well. So it's not, yeah, obviously we all want to generate business and, and win new work, but at the same time, we're there for each other as members to go, well, actually, yeah, he, look, here's some, you know, here's something that you can do. Like I had a, a guy that I needed some help with something on his website. It literally took me 15 minutes. He said, send me an invoice. I said, I'm not sending you an invoice. It took me 15 minutes. Like, that's just crazy. I'm not going to invoice you for that. So, um, you know, there's a lot of that sort of stuff that happens where we, it's give and take and you're sharing and stuff. And that's, the part of BNI that I've really come to enjoy is that relationships with other people and, and people genuinely wanting to help others. Yeah. So a lot of people will come initially for the referrals and they grow their business, but yeah. it's the support, the support from peer group, uh, especially if they're solopreneurs or, uh, or, or they've got a small team, they don't get that support uh, elsewhere. Whereas if they would in a corporate situation, you know, within an office, et cetera. And that's a, that's one of the, one of the big hooks where people don't really realise they come into B&I and they think, oh, we need more business. 
but they look in and they go, okay, well, I'm getting this support network behind me, help me with the issues, the problems that I've got to actually deal with as well. And uh, and that can be a hook for a lot of people going forward also. Yeah. And look, that people element is such an important part of your marketing piece. Like when we look at all the things we, we can be doing outside of social, anything that involves people is the stuff that is really getting the engagement and really getting the traction. And and yeah, networking is, is part of that. And we're finding that especially now, like people are going to a stage where even after the last two years where we, you know, we're locked up in our houses, et cetera, or doing things over Zoom meetings. And, and V, you would have seen that as well over in the, uh, you know, even, you know, late last year coming into this year, people are craving that interaction again. And it's almost well, crazily back to normal. You know what's, um, what's really strange is that I'm actually doing the podcast today with no visual and I'm listening and I'm actually just really appreciating the fact that I'm completely engaged. And I think that this is something that, um, you know, the Zoom for a while, we became disengaged. And now we're getting back into that real engagement now, getting back into the face-to-face meetings. Um, but I'm actually enjoying this today. So thanks, um, Tanya. It's it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm very much enjoying that you're bringing up, um, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly because we have members who don't want to talk about or don't want to acknowledge or confront some of the the experiences that people have, that they have had, like in your case, and we were lucky enough to get you back and see what we really do. But there are also members who are having experiences that aren't enjoyable. And we are not the client. We need to create meetings and events every week that reach out and speak to every single type of learning style in the room. So like you're talking about marketing, you know, it's only one part in a whole campaign and good on you for being super specific and allowing other people to do what they do really well. And you're picking one thing to help people with and reminding everyone that it's not one size fits all. It's the same with our meetings. We need to remember that, you know, just standing up and doing a one presentation in a visitor's day may not be impressive, but that person coming back to a normal meeting and seeing the structure and the routine that might actually not be the fun part for another member might be the the, the thing that closes the deal. So, you know, an open mind. I just love when you said that. I think we need to have an open mind about our meetings, about our members, and try and feed all of our members exactly what they need to have an enjoyable experience. And when they have the ugly, we need to get onto it straight away, confront it, and accept that maybe we can do things a bit differently or they might need a different kind of support. Um, and we're just really lucky to have you in the organisation because, you know, you can talk to someone openly as you have on the podcast about, yeah, you know, how we actually bring that. people back and say, that was one experience, now let us give you another. And what do you need? Yeah, exactly. And what do you need I from think, us? I think it's really important to share that side of it. And, look, I've been really lucky that my president and the person that I brought me in is a friend of mine and she has been super supportive and, and has helped me not only give give that feedback and share that openly, um, but help me navigate where I have had issues and go, oh, this is a problem. How do I do this? You know, and and she's been yeah. great, as have the whole exec team with with that. So, having the ability and having a, an executive team that is open to the feedback as well is super important because if they're very closed off and they don't want to hear it, that obviously creates a whole other issue. But you know, we're we're lucky in our chapter to have that, which is which is really great. And obviously, bringing your friends be into a chapter is is a key thing like um you know obviously you've been before and people who have invited you before couldn't get it across the line but there you go if someone you know like and trust has said tanya this isn't what you think come in here come with us come with me you know our guys we've got a great culture we work together 
uh, you'll be, feel really welcome. Just come along, do me a favor, come along, have a look. Mm -hmm. And that's the sort of thing that's got you across the line, which, you know, a lot of people, uh, yeah, people will be, yeah. And the great thing would be you're allowed to have two visits to B&I um, as a visitor. So, yeah, you might not see something in the, in the, uh, in the first meeting that you see in the second meeting and yeah. something that clicks with you as well. And it's like, yeah, you know, just like ad advertising, so to speak, you know, sometimes you can, you can hear an ad or see an ad for about five or six times before it actually starts to stick. Well, maybe that, you know, people need that second that second look at something and see it from a different angle, different perspective, or there's something in there that just goes, hey, hey, this is for me. This is for me now. So, um, yeah, that's that's great, Tanya. So um, what would you say to someone uh, going into marketing, uh, you know, from a from the B&I uh, perspective or, or business perspective about standing out from their industry? Um, there's probably a few things there to, to uncover. First of all, it's not about what you, it's it's everything we do should be from our audience's point of view. So who is our target market? What are the channels that they're on? And that's where we need to to, to really sort of start with. Um, the focus, I, th I believe from a from a simple marketing point of view is, is focusing on your owned channels. Now your owned channels are the ones that you own and control 100%. So making sure not only do you have a website, but it actually works for you. You're capturing traffic. It clearly articulates who your audience is, which often websites don't. We use all these vague words on it, which don't actually mean anything. We need to really say, well, this is who I'm talking to. Um, so spending time working on your website is actually marketing, can actually generate um, a return on investment for you as well. Things like your email marketing. You now, people write email marketing off these days going, oh, is that still a thing? And it's actually still a really good performing marketing channel. Well, um, people check their emails first thing in the morning, right? Yeah, so, everyone does. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. So build your own list. So build your own database rather than trying to collect fans on Facebook because you don't own your Facebook channel, uh, your page. You don't own any of your social media stuff that is rented from Mark Zuckerberg's of the world. You know, like you don't have... They have full control over that. You have access to it, but they have full control over it. So start with the stuff that you have full control over. So, you know, your emails, your website, you know, all that sort of thing, your brand, your content, you know, you have control over those sorts of things. And also look at what you're doing online and offline. So I take what I call a traditional approach, and that's looking at traditional marketing and digital marketing and how they can be used together to actually get you better results. So what can you do online? And that's things like obviously your websites and your email piece and so forth. But what can you also do offline, which is our networking piece, which is our, you know, which is our collaborations, which is our referral marketing, which are all the things that involve conversation with other people. So there's really two different, um, you know, sides to that, the offline and the online. And I think that's a really good place for people to sit down and just figure out, well, what am I doing in both of those places? Mm, I, I like it going down the channels that you own that you have control over um i really like that and yeah absolutely a lot of people forget like we get bombarded with so much email i don't know about you like i i go and check my emails every morning and yeah. i might have 100 emails i think about 85 end up 85 of them end up in the in the in the junk bin yeah you know, out of that and then that continues during the day so um we do get bombarded there a bit but if it's someone from someone who i who i have a connection with i i'll i will check it out and go through it as well so 
you know, you've got to add value. They can't, yeah, the, the, you, the emails that you're sending have to be very educational and value added. You want a catchy headline to grab your attention. You've got to, it's got to be about them. Too often they're just a sales, you know, a sales email and that doesn't really work. Like it's, it's about going, well, how can I help these people do better in their business by giving them value? Because, you know, if we can share our IP um, with people and it actually gets them a result, well, the chances of them coming back and wanting to work with you are pretty high. I really love it when I get emails. I get people from trying to get me to do, uh, you know, lead generation and all that. Oh, yeah, we'll get you lead generation for B&I. And I go, they even know what our business is. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. And if I need that, guess what? I've got probably, you know, 200-odd members in Australia I can actually draw on who are B&I members to actually do that for me. So you thank you. You are spoiled for choice in B&I. For everything. But I think that's um, a good point to make while we're doing the podcast, Brent, is that people who reach out to us to be on the podcast because they'd like to promote their business, it's not the um, approach that we're looking for. We're looking for people to be on the podcast that want to share a story that could possibly inspire other people. Uh, and that's why we're always on the lookout for if you know someone and they you, you had a one-to-one with them and you think they've got an amazing story that you think people would be interested in hearing, they're the people we want to we want to talk to. Um, there's plenty of opportunities to promote your business every week within your BNI meeting, and uh, it's not, not nothing personal. But we just know that there's lots of great stories out there to be shared with our members. Okay, so uh, Tanya, this has been great today. So what would be your tip for a member to achieve success within BNI? We ask all our guests this. Oh, cool. that's a big question. Um, I think for me, I found the most value in the one-to-ones. So it's, you know, as we know, we've only got a certain amount of time at a meeting. So having, you know, lots of conversations before isn't always um, easy to do or possible, but I, I get a lot of value out of setting up those times outside of the meeting each week and, and catching up with people because I find that that's where you really get to know them. Even if you're not talking business, like, you know, there's a, there's a lady in my chapter and we love travel and we'll talk about travel and stuff like that. But that is part of the the relationship we're, we're building now. Like, you know, we've, we've become friends and, um, you know, like it's it goes further than just business as well. So I think if you just think, oh, it's just all about business and it has to be professional, well, that's part of it. But you're also human and it's human-human. So it's about getting to know people in a real way. Um, and I think that's where stepping outside of your meetings and doing, you know, I've done somewhere, I've done a, a lunch with a, a couple of people or I've done, you know, the typical one-to-one coffee meeting. But think about how you can sort of do that and make it interesting. It doesn't always have to be a coffee with someone. It can be something a bit different as well. So, um, you know, do what works for you. But me being a, a relationship person, I like the face-to-face and the conversation. That that really works for me. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. great to have you on today. We'll give all our, uh, all our guests an opportunity to do the weekly presentation, Tanya. <laughs> so are you ready to go with that? Put me on the spot, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, Tanya Williams, go ahead. Okay, uh, good morning. My name is Tanya Williams. I am the a marketing person in the chapter My Business is Digital Conversations. Um, I help B2B service-based business owners get consistent marketing that is simple and doesn't focus on unbeatable algorithms or Facebook ads. And I'm looking for referrals from B2B business owners who want to generate sales without focusing purely on social media. Thank you. My name is Tanya and I'm from Digital Conversations. Yay! Thank you, Tanya Williams. So uh, thank you for joining us today on BNI, the Australian Story podcast and some and some really good tips and a, and a good story how you've gone from someone who's you know, a detractor to BNI to someone who's uh, 
who's invested going into your second year. So congratulations with that and every success with your uh, B&I group in Brisbane. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be on, guys. Thanks, Tanya. Thanks. Brent, um, just, I am a big fan of anyone who says it as it is, and I was really grateful to hear from uh, Tanya today. And I think there'll be a lot of um, members who are sitting back going, oh, great, I'm glad someone pointed at the elephant in the room. Um, don't so just because someone doesn't come back after a visitor's day, reach out to them again and invite them back to a normal meeting because they might just need to see something that BNI offers, but not in that in that um, event style. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and um, you know it's uh, it's that that is that is key. Um, you know we try and hit in marketing, and you try and hit as many different touch points as you can to to draw those people into what they like. And, and that situation with 50, 60, 70 people in the room might not be, you know, for a visitor's day, you know, big guest situation, might not be what someone's looking for. And uh, especially someone who's introverted. Might, yeah, I'm not saying Tanya is. I think Tanya's far from it. But um, uh, she's smiling there now. But, um, you know, someone introverted might not, might not feel comfortable in that big day. Um, whereas a normal meeting, they might feel more comfortable. And and our meetings are designed for the visitor, with the visitor in mind. So, um, you know, keeping the visitor in mind for those particular meetings and our normal meetings, whole agendas around visitors. So we need to sort of keep things that way. And, and you know, that could be the, the thing. So, um, you know, invite visitors, not only to visitors' days, but to your regular meetings and invite your best contacts. You know, yeah. invite your best contacts along to the meeting before you go cold calling and people like that. Some of your best members come from your best contacts and they're, they're good contacts of yours for a reason because you know, like, and trust them. Yeah, and that's right. A real kickstart into the chapter. Yeah. And don't just invite friends because you want to be friendly. Invite friends that you think will really benefit from BNI who can also bring um, a, a quality business to BNI and it seems like um, Tanya's had a great friend who's reached out to her and could see a quality person with a quality business and uh, and look you know BNI keeps growing with these amazing people um, but what is your tip for the week? Well we had our regional awards uh, event recently and and one of the things that really interests me is I looked over the um, KPIs of the chapters that won the awards and, and what were the main KPIs that were the difference between the other chapters. And what were the main KPIs of the chapters that were making a lot of money? So I want to share this with everyone because this is great information to have because all the KPIs are in the chapter traffic lights. We have them given to us every month uh, through reporting to you. And uh, and the really high-performing chapters, there's a, there's a standout. There's a few different KPIs that are standout. Firstly, attendance. And everyone goes, oh, yeah, of course, attendance. But, you know... It's where the attendance is. And uh, the chapters that were doing really well usually have high attendance, over 95%. The exceptional um, chapters have over 98% attendance. So this is a real key KPI if you want your chapter to be success. Members in the green. Good performing chapters have around 70% of members in the green. Really high performing chapters, 75% plus. Uh, retention. Retention in our best chapters is um, well. Retention, retention should uh, retention. Sorry, I'm getting tongue tied here. Should be over seventy <laughs> percent. What I noticed, but in our really high performing chapters, it was seventy five to eighty percent at least. Um, 
visitors, three per week on average. Our best performing chapters have had on average three visitors per week uh, from, from these results. Uh, and the other things, the, the management, they were running chapter success meetings, which is managing the chapter business. They were doing seven month reviews, which is the HR department of the business. And their visitor conversion focus over 15% conversion. These were the ones who were doing the follow-up and the proper orientations, et cetera. So, and all around that was running a great weekly event. So chapters look at them and say, how come this chapter's performing so high? What I like to say is you guys all got the same toolbox to work from. There's no special thing that that chapter has got that another chapter that's performing uh, lower has. Everyone works from the same, everyone's got the same opportunity, the same toolbox. So um, there's nothing different between them. It's just the execution. So, you know, especially with leadership team changeover coming up again, you know, talk, talk about your chapter, focus on those KPIs and, and set some targets around those KPIs and you'll be successful as a group. Do you know what I hear? I hear follow the system because the yeah. system works. <laughs> Funny about that, isn't it? Uh, and the other thing is too, I think if we give people more reasons to stay, they find less reasons to leave. And yeah, we have absolutely. more people who love to be part of a meeting than people who, who are finding it too hard. And sometimes people find it too hard because they're challenged and kept accountable. And some people stay because they're challenged and kept accountable. So I think that's a great tip that you've made. And just uh, especially coming up to leadership changeover, something for us to all to keep front of mind. As we take the next step into the next six months, for listening to episode 109, and we'll be back the same time next week. Thank you for your support. Thank you.